Hello and welcome back. We are starting a new chakra here. We're dropping into the throat, carrying everything to this point we've worked on, beginning with the crown through indigo. Now we're here in the throat, the fifth chakra. And the color and the stone that is associated with this is turquoise. So this section is called turquoise. And what we're gonna be looking at and what I'm gonna be encouraging you to think about is your voice. How you choose to use it, whether it feels small, blocked, constricted in any way, and how you speak your truth, which comes from the clarity of your mind, right? So we've come down through the seventh and the sixth chakra. So we've got like the spirit at our core, and we've got our mind doing all those good choices and discernments between what is real and what is not real for us. And so that is our truth. And now here we are with the means to amplify that through our voice. And so, you know, we love myth, we love fairy tales, and there's no shortage of fairy tales that show what happens to women, girls and women, when our voice gets shut down. And, you know, as I've always said, we're looking at the development of the feminine. So what happens when the voice of the feminine is shut down? And what does it mean to have your voice? and the power you stand in. So um, I've shared an article on how women are and have been silenced. I know this is not news to any of you, but it's always good to just have those reminders. And so one of the things I do suggest here is in the next section, which is on the heart chakra, which I've called Rose, we are gonna be creating a feelings journal. So it's possible for the work you do with your throat chakra, you might want that feelings journal sooner than later. So if that's true, just go ahead, jump ahead, go to those exercises, create your feelings journal, and then come on back here. And let's explore where and how our throat may be blocked. And just know the chakra here covers everything to do with jaw, teeth, mouth, lips, gums, tongue, you know, so if you have issues with your teeth, issues with your tongue, issues, you know, physicality issues, um, just bring your mind to that and understand that that's, that's going on here and your body's speaking to you um, through that. Symptoms are always something deeper going on. Uh, a quote from a really great article that I've linked here um, for you. you can read it in full. The, the article was called Finding Our Voice, Myths and Fairy Tales as a Roadmap to Authenticity. And the author's name is Bud Harris. And here he writes, one of the deepest longings in my early life and young adulthood was to be heard. I wanted to speak and have people listen, pay attention, honor, and understand. As I have worked with women over the years, I have come to believe that one of our greatest longings is to have our own voice. I was surprised to find that young men longed for the same thing, or rather, 
longed for their anima, their feelings, and their values to have a voice. The death mother and the patriarchy have silenced the voice of the feminine so drastically that in far too many cases, we cannot hear it within ourselves. We need to recover our voice first so that we can hear it and then speak it. So again, you're gonna shape this and do this at your own pace. I'm just kind of trying to stir up that awareness, right? We're just bringing some awareness to this place in our body, in our life. Um, you may wanna jump ahead, get a journal to come back. You might just grab some notepaper and start diving in right now. But below I've listed out some questions that are sourced from um, a modality called resonance repatterning, which I've linked below if that interests you at all. And here are some things to think about to see if the throat chakra is a place that needs some of your attention. Maybe yours is clear and singing and true blue and you can sail on through this section, no need. But if any of these elements here listed below triggers you as like, oh, that's really true for me. I do resist new beginnings. Oh, I am inflexible in my thinking. I don't speak my truth. I deny my emotions. Like if any of that's true for you, it might be something to um, look through that list. And anything that sparks a response, go ahead and, and make a note of that. So the three fairy tales I have chosen here to illustrate um, or just to share, to bring, you know, fairy tales, we love fairy tales. That's what this is all about, right? The myth, the stories, we love being in circle together, sharing stories. Let's remember the little mermaid. But one of the things all three of these have in common, although six swans, I don't think you really see that out in Disneyland. I don't think Disney ever took that one. But um, the Little Mermaid and Pinocchio, they sure Disneyfied. And they took out all of the actual guts of the story. Um, and so I've linked the original tale there for you, which has murder, suicide, sisters who lure and kill. And also Ursula, the villain, actually strongly counsels Ariel against the decision to try and be something she's not, lose her mermaid tail, and the agony that this will cause her to go after this thing that she wants, in which case she has to completely contort and deform herself, um, which is a whole nother thing to explore, right? Like that's a whole nother thing to look at. Like what are the things we think we want? They don't match us. And so then we deform ourselves to try and match that thing we want. So that's, that's something to go and look at. But for right now, we're just focusing on voice. And so the payment that Ariel has to make to Ursula is that she has to lose her voice, the most beautiful, or as Ursula says, the sweetest voice of any who dwell here in the depths of the sea. And so... There is Ariel without any part of her true self trying to be loved by this prince. And so that's the original story. And that's what I would encourage you to go back and revisit and completely ignore the Disney, please. Um, you know, in transforming herself into something she's not, 
Ariel loses her voice. That's just one piece of this story, but the story is rich in many, many layers. And um, I'd love to see if you want to explore that. The next fairy tale, this one's from the Brothers Grimm. This one, again, as a kid, oh my God, this one's still with me. It's gonna be with me forever. You know how you read those things as a kid and they just get really imprinted on you. But the Six Swans um, is a story of a girl who loses her voice because of a curse put upon her. And she won't get free until she sews up shirts for each of her brothers who have been changed into swans. So it has this beautiful imagery of the stitching and the making with the hands, but it also has this horror show of how her own father, the weak king, which we've seen again and again before, is under the influence of the murderous stepmother, another archetype we've seen so many times before, who takes every advantage of this girl who can't speak up in her own defense. And again, going back to the last lesson in Indigo of the undefended self, here is a perfect example. She stays true to herself. She is having babies. They're being taken away from her. She keeps stitching. The queen is like about to burn her at the stake. She keeps stitching. She stays in her power and doesn't attempt to defend herself, which would mean she would lose everything. Instead, she gains everything in that last moment. I mean, it's a drama, it's a story. It comes down to the last moment. I think the last brother, his sleeve isn't finished. So he has, I don't think he gets his full wing, doesn't get his full arm back. I think the way the story goes, the way I remember it anyway. But her innocence and her truth and her, and her commitment to her brothers is what holds it all together and transforms and the fairy tale is actually a very happy ending in there. Although it's to me, I'm always like, I hope she leaves the king, right? <laughs> but anyway, having your voice is your freedom, right? You, you need that freedom. And so, um, yeah, so then I move on to Pinocchio, which you're all familiar with, although I doubt very much, unless you're deep fairy tale people, um, you've read the original story, which is has its elements of uh, more gruesomeness or more hardcore reality. But, um, you know, for instance, Pin Pinocchio's rage and frustration, his childish rage and frustration. Let's remember he's a little wooden puppet that wants to become a real boy. Um, he kills the talking cricket. He, you know, he kills the talking cricket, he kills that part of himself that's holding truth, trying to lead him to truth. Uh, but fortunately that comes back to life and all these other things happen to him. But it, again, here we're focused on voice, speaking our truth. And the opposite of truth is lies. And that without truth, we cannot grow, we cannot blossom, we cannot become real, which is the trajectory of Pinocchio. He has to learn 
to be in truth. And it's that love because love is the power of transformation always and forever. It's the love of his father, no matter what Pinocchio does, you know, he gets his feet burned off. Geppetto carves him more new feet. It's that power of love that is transformation. And um, eventually all the lies can't stand up to it. So those are some thoughts. Again, each of those three stories are deep and rich. The list of things I've placed at the top are all things that can give you just, you know, hours to go look at, right? You know, this is, this is a place to really stay and explore, maybe for a day, maybe for a week, maybe for 10 weeks, maybe for 10 months. Um, it all depends where you are in relationship to your voice. Okay, moving on to some exercises to strengthen this fifth chakra.